This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about something that uh, I've mentioned last episode that I was speaking at a camp a couple weeks ago. And one of the things that was involved with this camp is a prayer and Bible journal for all the kids that were at the camp. And what this did is it went through and had categories for each of the five full days that we were there at camp. And these categories had some verses and then talked about these different ideas about who God is. This is, you know, partly to reinforce who God is in the lives of these kids, but also to let, you know, kids that are coming from a non-church background, kids that don't have that don't have the teaching that already would have taught them about who he is to give an idea of how God shows up in our lives. And so the categories for these five days, I, I didn't come up with this. They had this set up for the camp and then I, I built some of my messages around these categories, but I thought they were really, really awesome and really key and also just really simple and straightforward. And so day one, the theme was God sees you. Day two, God hears you. Day three, God is powerful and protects you. Day four, God provides for you and is with you. Day five, God will always love you. And I just, I loved breaking that down and putting it in those really simple, easy to uh, understand and grasp, not even sentences, shorter than a sentence, and to remind or maybe for the first time tell somebody, particularly kids, this is who God is. And so the message about God hears us, God hears you, is from Psalm chapter 116, verse 1 and 2. And the psalmist says, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. That's it right there. And remember, the theme for that day is God hears us or God hears you. And when I started coming up with a message around that idea, I, I was reminded of something that I haven't, I'm trying to think if I've ever told this story in a speaking setting before, and I haven't recorded it on the podcast, but when I was in South Africa, which I've talked about a little bit in one of the earlier episodes 
Um, again, I, I'm so bad about this. I'm thinking of it right now and going, what episode was that? But it's one of the earlier ones. I think it's probably called like uh, Remember or something like that. One of the first probably five or six episodes. And um, I was there for a year doing ministry with an organization. We were partnering with local churches and doing HIV and AIDS um, outreach as well as relief work and partnering with local churches to do it so that in conjunction with this really practical um, meeting of needs in these communities, we were also sharing about the hope because of Jesus that people could have in the face of HIV and AIDS. And so while I was there, one night I was driving. So we did a fair amount of driving. The place that we lived was kind of centrally located, but most of the places that we were heading to were probably between 25 and 50 minute, probably commute one way. Um, we were, like I say, centrally located, but we were around at all these different places. And one day I had been out and I don't even remember where I was. I think I was meeting with somebody at a church, I think. And it was in the evening. So it was already dark out. And I started heading home earlier, you know, right before I was about to leave, my phone had died which is the, the classic way that some of these stories start out, right? So my phone died, and I didn't think that was any big deal because I didn't, I didn't need it for anything. I knew where I was going, all that. And so I got on the road and started driving, and I noticed that my, my headlights started dimming a little bit, and the light on my dashboard started dimming a lot, and the car started losing power. I don't know if anyone's been in that ex that situation before. Um, I, <laughs> unfortunately, since then have had car batteries die on me like this. Um, I think on maybe three or four separate occasions. Um, I don't know if it's living in a cold weather climate or being someone that doesn't know anything about cars and I probably don't change the battery like proactively. I don't know. Anyway, so what starts to happen is the car starts to shut down as I'm driving down, uh, not quite a highway, but like a 55 mile an hour road. And again, my phone's dead. Now the battery on my car seems to be dead too. And I pull over to the side of the road and I'm, I'm in a foreign country halfway around the world where all the phone numbers that I have memorized in my life are worthless, right? Because I've only been in South Africa at this point for maybe six or eight months and I haven't memorized any of the phone numbers that I need to reach out to the people that could come and pick me up. And I'm just kind of standing on the side of the road behind my car. Normally this doesn't happen to me. Um, 
you know, these fluky, weird things, that happens. But what doesn't happen is I was just kind of standing there. Like I didn't even really know my next step, right? Because I'm sort of, I'm going through the Rolodex. It's like, okay, break down on the side of the road. All right, first step, I would call someone. Ah, shoot, my phone's dead. Well, maybe I could flag someone down, get them to stop. Oh, shoot, I don't know anybody's phone number. And my phone that has all the numbers on it is dead. And I don't obviously don't have a car charger. And okay, okay, what's the next step? You know, and I'm I'm 30-ish minutes away from home at this point. And I was just kind of standing there like I don't I don't really know what I'm going to do. Because another interesting wrinkle to add to this already <laughs> interesting and wrinkly situation is that there was at the time, I don't know if this still is an issue that people in South Africa deal with, but carjackings were a fairly common occurrence. And what people would do is they would pull over to the side of the road and pretend like their car broke down, pretend to be in some kind of distress. And if somebody stopped and tried to help them, obviously not everyone broken down on the side of the road was a a carjacker in disguise, but it happened enough that people were pretty hesitant to stop and pull over and just be a good Samaritan and help somebody. And so I'm thinking all these things, standing behind my car, broken down on the side of the road, and as I mentioned, I'm not a car guy. I'm sitting there going, now I can tell you that it was the battery and it was caused by the alternator. But at the time, I was just standing there going, the car doesn't work. I don't know what's wrong with it, <laughs> right? That's how helpless and how inexperienced and just that's where I was at. So I'm stuck on the side of the road and I don't even have a plan B. I don't even have a plan C or D or E. I've got nothing. I'm just kind of standing there. And when I think about the truth here in Psalm 116, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Now you know, and I know, that just because God hears our cry and God hears our prayer, it doesn't mean that he's sitting there waiting like a genie to just come and do our bidding, right? And that's, that's not what the psalmist is saying here. What he's saying is, I know God hears me. And I'll tell you what, in the middle of a moment like, so I'm not, I'm not highlighting being stranded on the side of the road. This is the moment, but I'm reminding us all of that 
moment in our lives, right? Where, you know, the bigger version of that moment for me is my health stuff. And I've talked about it several times in different episodes. And it really is kind of the impetus for me uh, to do this podcast in the first place to share a little bit more of my journey through um, not finding answers and having to figure out that this verse from Psalm 116 is true, that God does hear me, that God does turn his ear to me, and this this word isn't in those two verses, but God cares. Even when the answer that we're hoping for, the answer that we're waiting for, the answer that we're searching for doesn't happen. He hears us. And even though at the beginning of the journey, um, that's kind of no comfort or cold comfort. I don't even know what that means. I hope that means uh, very little comfort. If it's not, then that's what I'm trying to say. But what we see as we go along this journey of waiting, of praying, of hoping, of asking, and of, of still waiting, um, we actually move to this place where we do find a lot of peace and a lot of comfort in knowing that God hears us. You know, there's a, a moment right before, so the, the famous part of the story of Lazarus is obviously that this was a person that Jesus cared deeply for. Lazarus died after Jesus had found out that he was really sick and then waited to go visit him. He died. Well, when Jesus got there, he was kind of a little bit confronted by Lazarus's sister. And she said, hey, if you were here, this wouldn't have happened. And then we know, you know, like I say, the famous part of the story is Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. He calls him out of the grave. But there's something that happens right before that. Jesus prays, and I don't have the verse pulled up right in front of me, but he says something along the lines of, God, thank you that you hear me. And then he says, I know that you always hear me, but I say that for the benefit of the people that are listening right now. So you see how Jesus is pointing out, is highlighting, is reminding us and bringing us back to this truth that God hears his people. That when we cry out, even if we don't get the answer that we want, and even if we don't get it in the time frame that we want, when we find ourselves in this spot like I was in, on the side of the road, 
dead battery on the car, dead battery on the phone. Don't even really know what to do. I wasn't in an area. I was kind of between the area where I knew people and the area back home where I knew people. I was kind of in no man's land. And I didn't have plan B, C, D, E, anything. I was just there. And when you feel that way, even then, God hears you. Even then, he's not just abandoning you. He's not just um, rejecting you. And I, and I talked about this in, um, I think the episode was called Waiting, reading from the end of the book of Lamentations, chapter 5, where people are crying out to God and saying, God, can you respond? Can you do something unless you've just completely and utterly rejected us because if we're honest that's easily where we can go when we don't get what we want right (laughs) we kind of jump into um, this melodramatic even if it is a serious situation we can easily jump to this thing where we don't maybe realize it in the moment because we're just acting out of emotion. But where we're trying to manipulate and twist God's arm and say, well, God, if you really loved me, this is what you would do. We go, if you really hear me and you really love me, obviously you're going to do what I'm telling you to do right now. And that's, it's tempting I'm going to be straight up honest with you. It's tempting. Especially in the moments where it's a whole lot more significant than being broken down on the side of the road, right? Where life or quality of life or, you know, mobility, independence, whatever it is, is in jeopardy. It's really easy to take the um, to take the approach of Lazarus's sister, and I I can't remember if it's Mary or Martha that said, Jesus, if you were here, this wouldn't have happened. It's really easy to try to guilt God into doing our thing, but the reality is even if he's not behaving like the genie that we want him to, in these moments, God hears us. And like I said, in the very beginning of these moments, that provides little to no comfort whatsoever. But as we go along our journey, and as we realize oh, you know what, kind of part of the deal of life is I'm going to go through some tough stuff, is things aren't going to work out the way I want them to, is there's going to be some pretty serious tragedy in my life and in the lives of people around me. And that doesn't mean God doesn't hear. That doesn't mean God doesn't care. 
because he hears always he cares always and that is just such a wonderful thing that we can find peace and comfort and um, I guess stability you know is the word that I'm trying to come up with here because we can find this confidence in knowing that even if he's not reacting at the snap of our fingers the way we want him to God's there with us God's listening we're not alone we're not totally lost and rejected and stuck by ourselves with no plan B, C, D, or Z. Because God hears us and he cares. <laughs>